This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm Tirza Price, coming to you from Book Riot. This is episode 276.5, and this week I'm going to be diving into the stacks to talk about two great books about female spies. But first, let's hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by W.W. Norton and Company Incorporated. So Negative Space by Jillian Linden follows a week in the life of an English teacher at a New York private school. At home, her children ask constant questions about mortality and her husband offers occasional counsel between Zoom calls. At school, something happens. She accidentally witnesses an ambiguous, possibly inappropriate interaction between a teacher and a student. But how can she be sure of what she saw? Negative Space is a portrait of a woman caught between the pressures of what's normal and what isn't, and examines what we owe the people who depend on us in a fractured and indifferent world. It's a debut novel and a short novel. It's perfect if you want something quick and easy to carry around, but it's also thought-provoking. It takes place during the pandemic, but it's not pandemic-focused, and it really just looks at everyday anxieties and low-threat situations that have high consequences. So make sure to check out Negative Space by Jillian Linden. And thanks again to W.W. Norton and Company Incorporated for sponsoring this episode. This episode is sponsored by The One That Got Away With Murder by Trish Lundy. Robbie and Trevor Cressmont have enough wealth to ensure they'll never be found guilty of any wrongdoing, even if everyone believes they're behind the deaths of their ex-girlfriends. Let us all take a collective angry sigh at that. Lauren O'Brien, the new girl at school, has a dark past of her own, and she's desperate for a fresh start. Except when she starts a relationship with Robbie, her chance is put in jeopardy. During what's meant to be their last weekend together, Lauren stumbles across evidence that might just implicate Robbie. And after a third death rocks the town, she must decide whether to end things with Robbie or risk becoming another cautionary tale. This is an edge-of-your-seat YA thriller that's perfect for fans of Karen McManus and Holly Jackson. Make sure you pick that up now wherever books are sold. And thank you once again to The One That Got Away With Murder by Trish Lundy for sponsoring today's show. All right, so my first pick is American Spy by Lauren Wilkinson, and this was one of my favorite books last year. It is about Marie, who is a young Black woman working for the FBI in the late 1980s in New York City. So the FBI at the time is very much a good old boys club, and she's having a really hard time gaining respect from her bosses and colleagues because, first of all, she's a woman, second of all, she's black. And so she's really trying hard to kind of foster her own connections and work her own cases when she's approached by the CIA, and they ask if she's willing to do a little freelance work for them. Basically, they want her to spy on the president of Burkina Faso because he's about to come visit New York City, and they think that this is a really great opportunity for one of their agents to get close to him. And they want that person to be Marie, because she's Black, she's young, she's pretty, and she can speak French. 
So Marie agrees with a lot of trepidation, and she's actually surprised to find that she really likes her mark, and they connect both intellectually and emotionally. It goes so well, in fact, that the CIA wants to send her abroad to Burkina Faso to get even closer to him. Marie agrees, but really for one big reason, which is that her sister died a few years earlier, and there are still a lot of questions surrounding her death, and she wants to discover answers because it's kind of linked to U.S. government, and she thinks that somebody at the CIA can tell her what she wants to know. So once she's abroad, she finds that there is a lot that she actually likes about Burkina Faso's politics, but she's growing more and more alarmed at the extent that the U.S. is meddling in that country. So I really love this book because the writing is so sharp and it felt like a real departure from the spy books where, you know, every woman is this like blonde vixen shooting off guns and jumping out of windows and the Russians are always the bad guy and it's, you know, very white and very male. Like this book is completely different. Instead, it felt like a really personal story, which I think is in part because of the way the story is framed. So the entire narrative is written as a letter from Marie. Um, She pens it in the early 90s. um, And she's writing to her two young sons. And she's basically explaining all of her choices leading up to this big moment that I won't reveal. You'll just have to read and figure it out on your own. But that creates a lot of really great tension. And it makes the story feel very personal. So again, I love this book. It is probably one of the best spy books I've ever read. And honestly, I would pre-order anything else that Lauren Wilkinson were to write because it was so enjoyable. So my second pick is Transcription by Kate Atkinson. And I just have to say, I really admire Kate Atkinson and her talents. And she just writes in a range of genres so well. So this is a historical World War II spy novel, and it stars a young woman named Juliette Armstrong. And like, as a side note, I do feel like if you see books starring female spies, especially if you're looking for female spy books written by women, they do tend to be set in this era, which is kind of interesting. But this is a really great, fascinating book because it actually goes back and forth between three time periods, although the majority of the book is set in World War II. So you get little glimpses of Juliet in the 1980s at the beginning and end of the book. And then the meat of the book is in the 1950s and the 1940s. So it starts in 1950 when Julia is working for the BBC as a producer. And there's just been this real big dust up at work involving a broadcaster who accidentally, you think, sort of drops the F-bomb on a program that's meant for children. And as the producer of the show, Julia is kind of on the hook for this mistake. And it's very stressful. She's very concerned about what is going to happen. She takes a walk outside her office. And while she's in the park, she happens to bump into a man named Godfrey Toby, whom she worked with during the war. And she says hello to him. And he really acts like he doesn't even know who she is, which you soon realize is maybe not totally surprising. Because when the book moves back to World War II, you see Julia as this very young woman who has just landed a job as a transcriptionist with MI5. And she is working with this team who is assigned to supervise the activities of Nazi sympathizers in London. And Godfrey is actually pretending to be a Nazi spy. In reality, he works for MI5 and he's taking all of these sympathizers information and he's funneling it to the allies. So Juliet's job is to transcribe the recordings of their conversations. 
And this goes fairly well until one day when a big mistake is made that has like just devastating consequences for the entire team for the rest of the war and beyond. So in 1950, Juliet really wants to believe that bumping into Godfrey again is just a major coincidence. But what if it isn't? So I really enjoyed this book because I felt like I learned a lot about what life was like in London during the Blitz. And it was also kind of interesting to see these little glimpses of espionage on home soil. And I think Atkinson just did a really great job ratcheting up the tension with the knowledge that like war events impact Juliet decades later. But what are they exactly? And she kind of bounces back and forth between these three time periods really well. So it's just really brilliantly written. And I just flew through the audiobook. So that is it for me this week. I hope that you are all staying safe this weekend and that you're well stocked with books. And thank you so much to our sponsor. You can find a list of all the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com forward slash all the books. And if you enjoy this podcast, show us some love, leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts because it helps other book lovers find us. And finally, if you want to connect with me or see pictures of my books and very sassy cats, I just got a kitten, so cuteness abounds. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Tears of Price. That's T-I-R-Z-A-H-P-R-I-C-E. And I will be back next week on a regular episode of All the Books with Liberty and with more backlist recommendations later this month. Thanks so much for listening and have a great weekend. 